0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the In Your Face Talk Show, right here exclusively on the American Variety Network. I'm coming at you on a fine Thursday evening, and I hope you guys had a wonderful day like I did today. Now, today on the American Variety Network, I was supposed to do my Man Cave Talk Show, with a very special guest, but unfortunately, my special guest had to reschedule due to something that came up, and we had to reschedule the Man Cave talk show, which airs Thursday night. However, I am in a podcasting mood tonight, and I didn't feel like uh, taking a day off, so I figured, you know what, I'm going to do a special talk show And I think this is going to be a talk show that I'm going to do every time a guest cancels. That way, the show must go on. Now, way back in the old days, a guy I knew said that I never get out of my comfort zone. I'm always doing things that I am comfortable doing. Well, tonight is Living Proof that I do things out of my comfort zone, because everything I do tonight is not scripted, it is not in control, and it is not on an agenda or a script. Tonight's show is going to be completely original, unscripted, and uncensored. So whatever I say is going to be something that I just thought about on tonight's show. So I'm going to see how this goes. I'm going to see if I can actually come up with enough material on the go for a two-hour show. And I think I might do pretty good with that because I did it in the past when I had a 45-minute show. But now I've got a two-hour show, and we got to see how it goes. But anyways, tonight's show is going to have a variety of topics. I'm not going to just focus on one topic. I have a whole wide range of topics that... I plan on talking about tonight. Now, I have a couple of tropical fish keeping topics that I plan on talking about. Uh, I'm going to be talking about why I went into the saltwater side of the aquarium hobby. I'll talk about my future in the freshwater aquarium hobby. Now, for those of you who aren't fish keepers, I've got topics for you as well. I'm going to talk about sports, the MLB playoffs, football, and also talk about wrestling. Because as you guys know, I am a big WWE wrestling fan, so we'll talk about wrestling and much more. This is going to be a fun show for me to host, and I hope you, my listeners, are going to enjoy it as well. Now, the phone lines are open all throughout the show, so if you have any questions or you want to participate in today's discussion, please feel free to call in. The call in number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. 989 8142 So like I said, if you want to participate in tonight's discussion or if you have any questions or comments, feel free to dial in one 989 8142 So, if you had a long work day and you want to sit back and relax and hear me talk, I hope that my show does good for you and you enjoy it. All right, we're going to get started right after our introduction plug. We're going to start the show by discussing my fish keeping topics and then we'll move into sports. That starts next, right here on the American Variety Network.
1: You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here,
2: live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network, where I find
1: the show is very educational and entertaining. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1347 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1347-9898142. Now let's get on with the show.
2: Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well... And you're listening to the Ride Talk Show. You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show with your host, the Crazy Italian American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected.
1: Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. your case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show.
0: All right, so welcome to the very first ever Alice Cardinelli talks here on the In Your Face talk show. By the way, I'm your host, Alex Cardinelli. Now, tonight, I have a variety of topics that I'm going to talk about. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Now, I know I've got quite a few of my fishkeeping friends listening to today's show because they want to figure out why all of a sudden I left freshwater and went saltwater And I'm going to tell you right now. So, you know, I've been in the aquarium hobby for quite a long time. And I love the aquarium hobby. I'm never, ever going to leave the aquarium hobby. But when I'm in the aquarium hobby, I'm always looking for something new and exciting. Okay? Um... I've kept everything from freshwater. I've kept cichlids, I've kept tetras, I've kept piranhas, I've kept oddballs, I've kept freshwater stingrays, and I even kept discus. And I was getting quite bored with the freshwater hobby. And no disrespect to any of my freshwater listeners out there, I really was not finding any more interest in the fishkeeping hobby with the freshwater side. And to be honest with you, I was actually thinking about leaving the fish keeping hobby. One, because of some of the ignorance of some of the fish keepers out on the Facebook groups. And two, the freshwater hobby, it was kind of good. I mean, I've kept almost every single freshwater fish there is. And there really wasn't a challenge in the fish keeping hobby with the freshwater side for me anymore. And I wanted something new. So. I started talking to my good friend, Donovan Barger, on Facebook. And he actually set up his very own saltwater aquarium. And I was like, wow, that's a very beautiful 55-gallon saltwater tank that my buddy Donovan had. And I was like, okay, I'm getting bored with the freshwater hobby, so what do I do? And then it didn't really strike me yet that I would go saltwater. I mean, I thought about it, but then it really did not strike me. So I go to the fish store, and I talk to one of my buddies who happens to be the owner of the fish store. I say, hey, look, you know that I've been keeping fish for 12, 13 years now, and I'm getting kind of bored with the freshwater side of the hobby. What would you recommend? And the first thing he says to me is, Alex, I've known you for a long time. And he says, I know that eventually you're going to go saltwater because you can't stay freshwater for the whole, whole experience of fish keeping. And I said, I don't think I can afford uh, saltwater. So I told him my budget and what I was really looking to work with. And he says, you know, you could have a saltwater tank with that budget. And that actually inspired me. So Donovan and the fish store owner really lit a fire in me to start a saltwater aquarium. That and my father actually gave me his 29-gallon aquarium. So I already had the 29-gallon aquarium, the hang-on-the-back filter, and a 300-watt heater. So basically, we've already had the equipment. So that cut a lot of money out of my budget that I did not need to spend on a saltwater aquarium. So the day that I got the 29-gallon aquarium, I decided, you know what? I'm going to leave the freshwater hobby, and I'm going to go saltwater. So what I did, I went to the fish store. I saw the owner of the fish store, and he sold me everything I needed for uh, my saltwater tank, with the exception of a lid, a light, live rock, and a saltwater marine kit and that was simply because I did not have enough money that day. And I've got to wait until October 31st to get the rest of the stuff. But that day, I left the fish store with Caribbean life rock, which is a base rock that already has bacteria on it. So if you're looking into getting salt water, I really recommend the Caribbean life rock. It has that beautiful purple algae on it that a lot of saltwater keepers want in their aquariums. Now, it is like a man-made rock, but who cares anyways? Uh, it's going to save the reef, and you're not going to have any of those unwanted pests, like bristle worms or those bad crabs or anything inside the rock, and you're going to have some good bacteria on it. So I bought the Carib life rock. I also bought uh, 40 pounds of pink Fuji live sand and i got what else did i buy i bought a hydrometer and i bought some salt the 50 50 pound bag of the instant ocean reef crystal salt mix which i was told was the best salt mix on the market for my tank so that's what i got that's everything i got that day and a majority of the stuff i've got is not really expensive i mean the the most thing the most expensive thing I bought probably was the um the sand the sand was like thirty five dollars and then the my salt mix was only like fifteen dollars, and the live rock was six dollars a pound and I got eighteen pounds, so that wasn't too much money now, I was listening to some of these people on the internet and they were telling me, Oh, you can't have salt water for under five hundred dollars. I called bullshit on that.' Because I have already only spent about two fifty on my stuff, and uh, on the thirty first, I'm probably going to only spend about another two hundred. So that's not too much. That's not too bad, considering that I at one time I spent almost two thousand dollars on a freshwater aquarium. But that's how serious I am in the fish keeping hobby. So money is nothing if you really enjoy the fish keeping hobby, as they say. So another reason I decided to go saltwater is because saltwater is extremely popular up here where I live in Springfield, Mass. I'm going to bring up my fish store that I go to frequently, and that is School of Fish, Inc. Now, a big majority of the livestock section at School of Fish, Inc. is saltwater fish. I would say probably uh, 68 to 75% of the store is all saltwater. I mean, a big majority of the store used to be freshwater, but now it is saltwater. And that goes to tell you how popular saltwater is up here. Another store in South Hadley called Fish Rental Tropical Fish specializes in saltwater. He's got some of the best corals and he's got some of the best fish for saltwater as well. So what really brought me on to saltwater was that I know that my local fish stores are going to always have what I want in stock. So that day that I purchased everything for my saltwater tank, I did some research and I researched the species of fish that I want to keep and everything. Now leading up to the day that I thought I was going to leave The fish keeping hobby when I saw Donovan 55 gallon aquarium, I joined a very beautiful, very nice saltwater fish farm where I met some saltwater experts. I posted a thread asking for advice because I thought I was going to be entering the saltwater world and I got some wonderful answers that build my confidence in the saltwater hobby. I got some wonderful advice that made me feel good and made me feel like I could handle Saltwater. And deep down, I knew, I know that I can handle saltwater because I've kept discus, I've kept freshwater stingrays, I've kept some uh, rare sewer dollar species, I've kept well caught Oscars. So pretty much, I've kept some really difficult uh, freshwater species. So I know that I can have saltwater easily. So that's how, pretty much, how I got into saltwater. And I actually walked to my fish stores and I went into the saltwater aisle and saw all the beautiful fish that the fish doors had. I instantly took a liking to the clownfish. Now, a lot of people in the saltwater hobby adore the clownfish and I'm one of those people. Now, originally my plan was to have a pair of maroon clownfish, but my research tells me you cannot have a pair of Maroon Clowns unless they are a breeding pair because they're gonna fight to death So I was like, oh man, I can't have a Maroon Clown pair, but I'm gonna have another pair Eventually, and then I also took a liking to the Watchmen gobies now the Watchmen gobies have a symbiotic relationship with pistol shrimp and other shrimps and I think that is very cool and I definitely want a Washman Goby of some sort in my aquarium. Now, I might go with a blue-spotted Washman Goby or a pink-spotted Washman Goby. Originally, I was going to go with a yellow Washman Goby, but they come in really tiny at my fish store. They're like an inch or maybe even half of an inch. Now, I like my fish to be about two inches when I purchase them, and I think that... Um, the gobies are an interesting fish. Now, as I said Tuesday evening, uh, one of the major reasons I got into saltwater was because of the gobies. Now, you can't really have dodge gobies in the freshwater side of the hobby. I mean, you're limited to jade gobies, dragon gobies, night gobies, and all those other small gobies. But I think all the gobies on the saltwater side are much better than the ones on the freshwater side. So the gobies are another fish that attracted me. Cloudfish attract everybody to the saltwater side. They attracted me too. And the gobies are another fish that attracted me. But I'll tell you, the number one fish I definitely want is a flame angel. Why? I think the flame angel is absolutely gorgeous. Now... I like angelfish, I love the freshwater angelfish, and I'm sure I'm going to love the saltwater angelfish as well, but the flame angel, it's a very beautiful, striking orange coloration with black bars and blue coloration, and that was a fish that I actually researched very well because I took a liking to it, and I wanted to learn more about it, and it turns out that... I could keep it in a 29-gallon for a while and then eventually upgrade it to a 55-gallon aquarium. So I hope that answers your questions about how I got into the saltwater world. I mean, really, the basic answer would be because of Donovan, my local fish stores, and the popularity of saltwater where I live, the short answer would be because I got tired of the freshwater hobby, okay? Okay. So, let's talk about my plans for saltwater. Well, right now, I am currently cycling my 29-gallon saltwater aquarium. I'm actually sitting in my studio. And in my studio, I have the 120-gallon tank sitting right here. I've got a 20-gallon quarantine tank behind me. And in the corner over here, I'm looking right at it, I've got my 29-gallon saltwater tank. And I can see my carib sea life rock and my squeegee pink live sand. And I can already see that some of the water is evaporating. So I'm going to have to buy some RODI water tomorrow to top it off. But it's a very beautiful tank and it is currently cycling right now. So hopefully sooner or later I'll be able to add a pair of clownfish to it. So, future plans for this saltwater tank. Obviously, when I get paid next, which happens to be the day of Halloween, October 31st, 2015, I'm going to be buying a lid and a light. I'm obviously trying to buy a better light than what you would use for fresh water. But I'm not going to spend $200 for a light because I'm not going to have any corals in there. So, I will get a light that has, like, maybe blue coloration or... Um, a really nice looking light. I don't want one of those $10 lights. I don't want one of those cheap junky lights. I definitely want a good light, but not a great light because I'm not going to have corals in there if you get what I mean. So that day I'm going to buy a lid and a light. I'm going to buy a marine test kit. You have to have a test kit when you're recycling a saltwater aquarium so you can test your ammonia and your nitrogen and everything you need because it's very important saltwater cycles a lot more uh, Salt water cycling a saltwater aquarium is a lot different than freshwater Let's just say you have to have your ammonia at zero and your parameters have to be correct So you really have to have a saltwater test kit as I've been told and I'm relating that to you now I'll be getting that on the 31st and then I'll be finishing with rock, but this time I'm going to get Suiji live rock that is at my fish store, and it's been there for several months now, so I know that it's actual live rock. The only thing that I am worrying about is what the heck is in there. Is there any sort of pest? Because I don't want any bristle worms. I don't want any any unwanted critters in my aquarium. So I'm going to see if I can uh have my local fish store owner look through each individual piece of rock to make sure there's no critters in there. But I'm only getting like four pounds maybe because I've got 18 pounds already and I only want about 22 to 25 pounds of rock in my tank. And really the live rock is only to add some more beneficial bacteria to the tank to uh, help speed up the cycle. So I'll get that on the 31st. And pretty much I'll get some marine fish food. So what I'm looking at getting on the 31st is the lid, the light, the live rock, Fish food and a test kit. And I'm also going to bring a sample of my water to the fish store and I'll see uh, exactly what my parameters are. And if they're good, only if they're good, I'll add a pair of clownfish to the aquarium. Now, a good friend of mine by the name of Deborah, who happens to be a reefer and uh a saltwater keeper as well. She actually got into saltwater two years ago. Recommended that I go out and buy a product called Microbactrum Seven and add it to my tank and instantly I'd be able to add fish. And I've been debating it, I've been debating it. I don't know if I should do it or not, I've been saying to myself, Well, I went to the fish store and they were out of it, they didn't have any left, and I'm going to get some more in in a couple of weeks. So in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go buy that product and add it to my tank just to get some bacteria in there, and uh, hopefully by the 31st, there will be some bacteria and I can buy a pair of clownfish. My goal is to add that Microbacterium 7 in the tank by the 25th, that way it will give it five days to work, and we'll see what the parameters are. But I am confident that my tank will be ready for fish on the 31st because I um, will speed up the cycle somehow. If it's not ready for fish by then, what I will do is I'll pay for the pair of clownfish, have them put on hold, and wait till my water gets in pristine condition because you never, ever want to rush things in the saltwater hobby. Just like you don't want to rush things in the freshwater hobby. But it is in utmost importance that you don't rush anything in the saltwater hobby. So future plans moving along so let's say December. Uh, in December, if my tank is completely cycled, I will add uh some inverts and uh, I'll talk about my livestock in a few minutes. But by December, I'm looking to add some inverts. And then fast forward into twenty sixteen Hopefully by this time next year, my tank will be matured and I'll be looking to upgrade to a 55-gallon aquarium and up. So I'm looking at staying in a saltwater aquarium hobby for quite a while. I don't see myself leaving the saltwater hobby at all. And eventually, I would like to turn my 120-gallon aquarium into a saltwater aquarium. And we'll talk about my 120 and we we'll talk about the future of the freshwater hobby for myself. Now, I actually would like to see my dad and my brother get into the saltwater world. Right now, they're still stuck in the freshwater world. I want to get them in the saltwater world. I've got my brother on the edge. He's actually on the edge of going saltwater because I've got an extra bag of live sand. and He wants to turn his 20-gallon quarantine tank into a saltwater tank, too. So, he can use my live sand and we can share saltwater equipment. All right, the last thing I'll talk about for my saltwater tank, because I don't want to bore all of my non fish keeping listeners out there. So, the last thing I'll talk about for saltwater is my planned stock for my saltwater aquarium. Now, I did a lot of research and. So, I did a lot of research on my personal livestock for a 29-gallon aquarium, and obviously it's going to take time. You can't just go out and buy all the fish at once and throw them in your tank like you, you would do for freshwater. So, the good thing about having a saltwater tank is you can take your time and do lots of research. Now, I'm a complete computer freak. And what I mean by that is I'll actually uh, (laughs) look at the species of fish, uh, research it, and then I'll go watch a species fish video on YouTube. So let's say, for example, I'm researching clownfish. I'll go on uh, Google, pull up a profile of the fish, and then I'll go on YouTube and spend hours watching videos of the fish. That's how much of a fish geek I am. But anyways, let's get back on topic here. I'm actually chatting with someone on Facebook while hosting a show, too, so I'm uh, multitasking. But here is my actual planned stock list for my 29-gallon aquarium. I'm going to have a pair of clownfish. I want to go with the Ocellaris clownfish, and uh, I'm going to go with a black and white or ocellaris clown and a regular or clown or a snowflake, whichever my fish store has in stock at that time. The reason I like the black and lo- black and white Ocellaris Clown is because they remind me of a maroon clownfish. However, they're nowhere near as aggressive as a uh, marine. And I think my black and white might be my male. I'll probably buy the biggest black and white and the smallest regular Ocellaris Clown. So that's going to be pretty cool. I think that the black and white clown is going to look awesome. Compared to the orange clown it will be like the orange clown is Complementing the black and white clown so Two clowns. I'm also going to do some sort of a washman goby as I mentioned earlier uh, I saw a beautiful pink spotted Washman goby at the fish store the other day and he says he be he can be able to get those up until December so if I want one of those They'll have to be like a fish I get in the next two months the pink-spotted Washman Gobi. Let's see. I had damsels on my list, but I'm not really a damsel fan anymore. So, no, I'll scratch damsels off my list. Don't too aggressive for me. So, so far, I'm planning on having two clownfish, a Washman goby, and uh, we'll have a Starry Blenny or a Minus Blenny. And then the last fish I'm going to add is a flame Angel. The rest is going to be inverts. And for my inverts, I plan on having some cleaner shrimp, fire shrimp, and hermit crabs. And that's it, because I don't want to overstock my 29-gallon tank. Eventually, like I said, I'll upgrade to my 55-gallon aquarium. And then eventually, I'm talking two or three years from now, we'll go into my 120-gallon aquarium. So, that is uh, what I plan on having for my saltwater aquarium. Now, I really recommend, if you want to see some saltwater videos and my progress of um salt water. I will be posting YouTube videos on my YouTube channel of my saltwater tank. Like I'll have one coming up tomorrow, a week update, and then I'll do like a bi weekly update all the way through because that's how much I love the saltwater hobby. So please check out my YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures on YouTube, and give me a subscription. All right, the last fishkeeping thing we'll talk about for tonight's show. Uh, Before we do that, I would like to announce that we have another saltwater series coming up. How did I forget about that? I was actually so excited about that today. So uh, I'll tell you guys about that before we go into our last fishkeeping topic. So I've actually found an expert in the saltwater world, and he actually contacted me on that saltwater fish farm, and uh, I tell you, when I saw that message, I jumped up and down because I was excited. As a beginner to the saltwater world, any information you get is extremely valuable, and I am forever thankful to anyone who offers their advice to me. And then when he said he wanted to be on the show and help you guys out, I was more happy than I've ever been in my life. Now, his name is Seth. And he's actually owned a fish store, and he's been keeping saltwater fish tanks for over 10 years. And he's written some awesome uh, beginner guides on that saltwater fish forum, And I've read a couple of them. So he knows his stuff, and he's going to bring a lot of great information to the American Variety Network. So he's going to be co-hosting every other Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on the American Variety Network. And he's actually going to offer the best advice that I can I ever give because I'm a beginner. But he's gonna teach you guys all about saltwater and he's also gonna teach me a thing or two as well, so I can't wait for that. It starts this Saturday, which I believe is October tenth, at nine PM Eastern, eight PM Central, seven PM Mountain, and I believe six PM Pacific. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm like a kid in a candy store with that show. Because I'm going to ask the right questions and we're going to get some awesome topics going. I think it's going to be a fun show for all of us. All right. So let's move on to our final fish keeping topic. I know my best friends who are uh, freshwater fish keepers are wondering, what is my future in the freshwater hobby? Well, I've actually just uh, gave away my last freshwater aquarium. And that happens to be my one hundred and twenty gallon aquarium temporarily, I gave that to my brother and my dad, and they have fish in there right now uh I'm looking at it right here i see let's see I see a pike cichlid uh I see a four line tim. a datenoid. and I see all oh, my my Paracormus manic went is still in there, so I still do have one freshwater fish, and I see my red tail catfish. He got big, but I know he'll be home pretty soon. So, currently, I only have one freshwater fish. I guess I'll keep him until he gets the nice uh, jumbo size, and that is a pair manic But for my future in the freshwater hobby, I don't see myself having any more tanks than my saltwater tank right now because I'm putting all my effort into the saltwater tank to make sure it gets right. I don't overwhelm myself with all these other tanks, because if I do that, then I might not be able to put my attention where it needs to be. So for the time being, I've permanently left the freshwater hobby. Now, my mind wanders, so who knows? Maybe next year I'll decide to get another salt, another freshwater tank. But for now, my focus is going to be 100% on saltwater. Does that mean I'm going to stop doing freshwater podcasts? No. I'm still going to do freshwater fishkeeping shows. I've got a lot of experience in freshwater, and I feel that if I stop doing freshwater fishkeeping shows, then I'm wasting my time with my experience in the fishkeeping hobby. And uh, friends, my good friends like Jeremy and uh, Donovan and all of my fishkeeping listeners would miss the freshwater shows. So I'm going to do them uh, when I can, um, but right now the focus is going to be on saltwater shows for the meantime. Okay, now, I think that's enough uh fishkeeping talk for now, so if you ever have any questions on fishkeeping for tonight, you can go ahead and call in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two all right, so let's talk about sports now. I know that this is a popular sports season. This is the major league baseball playoffs. Season, and this is the National Football League season. Now, typically, I'm not the world's biggest sports fan, but I love baseball playoffs. And for the first time in three years, technically, the New York Yankees made the postseason by playing a wild card game this past Tuesday. And uh, I remember I was feeling really excited about that game. I was like, the Yankees could go to the ALDS, and I felt confident in Masahiro Tanaka. I thought that Masahiro Tanaka was going to lead us to the ALDS. So the first inning of the American League wild card game, Masahiro Tanaka strikes out his first two batters, and he makes his third batter pop up for the third out. So I was feeling pretty confident. And the rest of the game, the bottom of the first, the Yankees reach on a walk but the Yankees never ever got a hit in the first inning. And in the second inning, Masahiro Kanaka allows a home run by Colby Rasmus. And then the game snowballed from there. Kanaka was terrible the rest of the game. And the Yankees lost a wild card, three or four, nothing I can't remember. But the Yankees were awful in that playoff game. I mean, I was devastated. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm still a Yankees fan, but I was really disappointed in that performance by the Yankees. I don't know if any of my listeners out there follow sports or uh, know of a YouTube channel by the name of EDP 445, or it stands for Eat That Pussy 445. Uh, he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and uh, every time his Eagles lose, he does like these crazy, psychotic rants, cussing up a storm. I think it's kind of funny uh, because when my team loses, I get like that. But I would never, ever feel myself doing that because it's kind of embarrassing, actually. You're humiliating yourself when you get on camera and start swearing and cussing just because their team lost. So I would never do that. But I love watching him do that because I laugh all the time. But that's how I felt on Tuesday when the Yankees could not hit the ball at all. I mean, they didn't even get that many hits. They only had like three or four hits, and that was it. But that shows how good the pitcher was. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try. But I was sad that the uh, Yankees got eliminated. Now, for the other postseason, the Rangers are taking on the Blue Jays in the ALDS. And then there is the Astros and the Royals in the second ALDS. Now, for the National League, I'm happy to announce that my second favorite baseball team, the Chicago Cubs, have made the postseason. So I'm very excited about that. The Cubs are taking on the Cardinals in the NLDS. And then we've got the Mets and Dodgers in the second NLDS. So I'm going to go ahead and make my bold... Uh, Predictions For the rest of the MLB postseason. I'm going to say that the American League Championship Series is going to be Between the Blue Jays and the Royals I think Toronto Wins their ALDS And I think the Royals win Their ALDS For the NLCS I'm going to say it's going to be the Mets And the Cubs Now I personally Want to see the Cubs go all the way to the World Series simply because the Cubs are my second favorite team. And it's been decades or maybe even centuries <laughs> since the Cubs have been in the World Series. So I think it's time for that to finally end and for the Cubs to finally uh, go to the World Series before it turn 50, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Probably, uh, if the Cubs don't make the World Series this time, they'll probably make the World Series when my dad is 75 years old. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So, for the World Series, I'm going to say it's going to be the Blue Jays and the Cubs. I hope that's the World Series this year. Uh, And if it's not, I'm probably not going to watch. I really don't care too much for the Mets, simply because I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm supposed to hate the Mets anyway. So, I don't care about them. Uh, I don't care about the Rangers, and uh, the Cardinals are okay because my friends like them, so I'd be happy if the Cardinals made the World Series, but I really want to see the Cubs make the World Series. Okay, let's talk about football. Now, I will admit to you, I love football as a teenager. Now that I'm growing up, uh, I'm not a big fan of football. Uh, I like it, I watch it on TV. I like watching the Super Bowl, but the regular season I really don't understand too much. Not a big fan of the regular season. I like the postseason, and I like the Super Bowl. But I've got two favorite teams in football, and my first favorite team is, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the reason I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is because I lived in Tampa Bay for a while, uh, I was, of course, born and raised in Massachusetts and New England, but like 10 or 11 years ago, I moved down to Florida, and uh, I lived right outside of Tampa, right outside of Raymond James Stadium, and I thought it was actually very unique. So, ever since then, I became a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And I remember us winning the 2002 uh, Super Bowl, and uh, I was really excited about that. My favorite era. The football is um, the John Gruden and the Sap Brothers. Or excuse me, <laughs> the Sap Brothers. What am I, an idiot? No, the Barber Brothers. Rondé Barber and the other one. And uh, Warren Sapp. That's my favorite era of the Buccaneers. Now, this year, I was feeling pretty optimistic when the Buccaneers signed genius Winston. But so far, Winston, I will admit, is proving that he is mediocre in his first year so far. Maybe I'm being a bit biased because it's only his first three or four games, but he ain't doing too well. Uh hopefully he'll better himself the rest of the season. Because right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one and three. That's not a good season, especially for somebody who uh, bets a lot. I bet with friends, and luckily I don't do it for money yet. Although last year in the Super Bowl, I bet a friend money, and guess what? I won. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I have to rub that in. Uh, My friend Jeff voted for the Seahawks, and I voted for the Patriots, and the bet was if the Seahawks won, I paid my friend Jeff, $40 and if the Patriots won Jeff would pay me $40 and you know who won I did but that's the only time I ever bet for money and I'm probably going to bet for money for this year's Super Bowl as well but I don't think I don't think I will ever see the Buccaneers in this year's Super Bowl my second favorite football team is the Philadelphia Eagles and they're also one in three now I don't watch any of their games because they're my second favorite team um, I still do root for them, and I'm hoping that someday we'll get a an Eagles and Buccaneers playoff game, but I don't see that happening in this year, maybe not even next year, but hopefully in the future we will uh, see that game. Now, I'm not a huge fan of football because I don't watch every single game. I watch the game that Fox airs nationally and uh, the game that is on NFL Network and CBS and ESPN, but that's about it. I do like football though. I watch it now, and I'll I'll have like a soda and a snack when it's on. So now, Patriots. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of, but I do respect the New England Patriots. All right. So I think that's enough sports that I should talk about because I'm not a sports guy. I probably sound like a complete nimbusill talking about sports because uh, I don't know I don't know jack about sports, but. I'll stop talking about sports and start talking about those things that I actually do know about. And that is wrestling, the WWE. Now, some of my friends say that I'm a child for watching wrestling. Well, newsflash, a lot of people my age watch wrestling. It's not just me. I know I can probably tell you at least a dozen people that I know my age or a little bit older than me that watch wrestling. So, I just wanted to point that out. So, I'll talk about wrestling really quick, and then we will uh, discuss Halloween, and we'll move on from there. So, this year, the WWE is doing a fantastic job with a great product. Now, one thing that I have to say that really made me interested in wrestling again this year is the iconic... Legend, Sting, making his WWE debut for the very, very first time. Now, I never, ever thought that I would see Sting inside a WWE ring. And uh, he did a great job at WrestleMania 31, and it was great seeing him last month at united of Champions. Now, I have to say that this year's WrestleMania 31, was probably the best WrestleMania in 10 years. I think that uh, this year's WrestleMania was a showstopper, and um, I think that this WrestleMania delivered really well. Now, obviously, I think that this year's WrestleMania uh, set up a feud for WrestleMania 32 between The Rock and Triple H, But we'll discuss that in the future on my WWE Zone radio. Now also this year, the WWE has brought in some awesome superstars like Sting. And he's also brought in Samoa Joe for NXT, which is uh, pretty phenomenal. I hope that the WWE will uh, put Samoa Joe on the main roster at some point. Also, recently, I don't know if you guys read spoiler alerts or are into um, spoilers, but Jane Storm recently just signed with WWE. So I like that the WWE is actually taking some of the best talent from TNA whose contract is fired from TNA. A.K.A. Sting, Samoa Joe, and now James Storm. I have to say I really do like NXT because it showcases a lot of the younger superstars. And uh, I really enjoy that. So, I really I really do think WWE is going in the right path for the future. Now, I think Sting is going to retire pretty soon. Um, I think he's going to have one more match and call it quits. Because that night at Champions, he did suffer a minor neck injury. And I know that the WWE does not allow wrestlers who get injured to wrestle on a frequent basis. But I do know that if Sting is capable of pulling off one more match, he most certainly will. And I think it will be at WrestleMania 32. Um, I don't think it will be clear to wrestle at Survivor Series. I don't think it will be clear to wrestle at Royal Rumble. But. If he is going to wrestle WrestleMania 32, I think he should be back by um, Royal Rumble to start his feud. The question is, though, who would Sting wrestle at WrestleMania 32? I obviously don't see him facing Triple H again at WrestleMania 32. I don't see him facing Undertaker because I think um, Fistic Man is not going to allow a WCW guy, to face perhaps the best WWE guy. Um, I don't see that happening. Possibly he could face Kane, but either Kane would have to turn heel or Sting would have to turn heel. And right now WWE is making a lot of money off of Sting, and I don't see them turning him heel. So the most um, logical opponent for Sting right now would be Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray Wyatt has a a good main event A statue about him I think that Sting and Bray Wyatt Would have a great feud And quite honestly I would love to see Sting and Wyatt At Wrestlemania 32 However Sting needs to win He needs to win this feud He needs to win this match Because I don't want to see Sting losing all three of his pay per view matches Because it's ridiculous uh, if you hit the lose every single pay-per-view he's in, you're just burying him, in my opinion. So, we need to make sure Sting wins at WrestleMania if he does wrestle one more match. Okay, let's talk about the Hell in a Cell. Now, that pay-per-view is one of my personal favorites. It's a small pay-per-view, but this year it's going to be awesome because we've got Kane taking on Seth Rollins. And I'm with my good friend Jeremy I'm a big fan of Kane, too. Kane is one of my personal favorite wrestlers, and I'm glad that he's back into his mask. The demon Kane, as they're calling him now. One of my personal favorite uh, characters of Kane. Uh, I actually want to see Kane defeat Seth Rollins for the title. Uh, that way, um will end Seth Rollins' lame reign as champion. But since his... Gimmick of corporate Kane is on the line. I see somehow a dirty finish for this match. But the one match I'm looking forward to at Hell in a Cell is the main event between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker inside the cell. Uh, I think that's going to be a great match. I think Lesnar wins. And it's going to end the feud between Lesnar and Taker, setting up for Undertaker for another feud at Survivor Series. So the last thing we'll talk about for WWE for this show is Survivor Series. Now, this year's Survivor Series should be an interesting one because it marks the twenty fifth anniversary of the Undertaker's WWE debut. I think that alone tells you the Undertaker will be at Survivor Series. Whether in a match or in a promo, I guarantee you Sting or excuse me, I guarantee you Undertaker will be at Survivor Series. Um, I don't know if he's going to wrestle anyone, but if the WWE was smart, they would book the Undertaker for Survivor Series. Now, also, you just heard me say Sting by accident, but I was going to bring up Sting again. Uh, Sting debuted at Survivor Series last year, and if the WWE wants to continue making money off of Sting, it's a good idea to bring Sting in for Survivor Series. Now, obviously, he got injured in his match against Seth Rollins. So it makes no sense to have him wrestle two months later. However, I'd have Stint cut a promo and have whoever his WrestleMania 32 opponent is going to be interrupt him. So let's say, for example, his WrestleMania 32 opponent is supposed to be Bray Wyatt. Have Bray Wyatt come out there and interrupt him. You don't have to get physical because you're afraid of injuring him again. But maybe have Wyatt call Sting a has-been or some sort of a promo. And this leads to uh, sting countering, hitting him with a scorpion death drop. Or you can just have them do a steer down, similar to what Triple H Undertaker did in 2011. So I'm interesting in seeing what's going to go down for Survivor Series. All right, so that's enough wrestling talk for today's show. Uh, next Saturday, right here, on the American Variety Network. We're going to do my next episode of WWE Zone Radio. And I'm going to talk in-depth about WWE Hell in a Cell. And I'll talk about the main event between Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, the WWE Championship match between King and Seth Rollins, and the entire Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I'm going to give you my predictions for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Now, by the way, folks... I really recommend you check out the WWE Network for an undisclosed amount, $9.99. So, I really do recommend you get the WWE Network so you can see all the classic matches and get all the pay-per-views for just $10 a month. Now, you'll be paying about $45 to $50 for a pay-per-view without the WWE Network. So, I really think... It is a good value to sign up for the WWE Network. Wow, it's five minutes to the next hour already. So we've been talking for about 55 minutes. Wow, I think I can do a whole ad lib show. And per se, I'm out of my comfort zone, so I'm doing pretty good. All right, so I think that we are going to take our first intermission for today's show. Now, during today's intermission... I'm going to play two songs in all of our infomercial. The first song I'm going to play tonight is by Ricky Martin, and it is called Living Da Vida Loca, one of my personal favorite songs by a Spanish singer and songwriter. And then I'm going to play Bee Gees, Staying Alive, and then I'll we'll play all of my infomercials. So coming up next after our intermission, I'm going to talk about Halloween And what I'm doing for Halloween. And I'll give out some birthday shout-outs for everybody who celebrated a birthday this week. We'll talk about who I want to be president and much more. We've got a lot more fun topics to come on this unscheduled talk show. So stick around, listeners. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this 10-minute intermission. we tonight's episode of the American Variety Network. Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is Network at Comcast.net That's AmericanVarietyNetwork at comcast.net you may also email us with any questions, comments or concerns you may have about our show you can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network Network at comcast.net Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network. And follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network 1. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like. And our fan page on Twitter is at American Network 1. And hit follow. While you're here listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, feel free to check out some of the other great shows Blog Talk Radio has to offer. There are shows for everyone, whether it be sports shows, politics shows, comedy shows, talk shows, and yes, even church, religious shows. Become a loyal listener of Blog Talk Radio today blogtalkradio.com
1: happy halloween from alex Cardinali and all of us here at the american variety network Hope that your month is full of tricks and treats as well as plenty of scariness. Don't forget to enjoy some delicious candy this Halloween season. The American Variety Network suggests Reese's, Kit Kat, Snickers, and some Oreos for delicious Halloween treats. Make sure you have your candy ready for trick or treating. Happy Halloween!
2: Halloween hits the American variety Network on Saturday, October 31st, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. Mark your calendars because on Halloween night, Alex and the American variety Network are going to celebrate Halloween with two hours of fun, tricks and treats, and more. Alex will tell scary stories, play Halloween music, talk candy, and more. This will be an awesome show. So ghosts, goblins, and zombies, come out of your prowl and join us Halloween night at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the American Variety Network. Happy Halloween, forward slash American Network Halloween night. You're listening to the American Variety Network
1: your only place for variety
2: on blog talk radio hi jeremy stillhorn i'm tuned into the american variety network where i find the shows very educational and entertaining
1: are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic well, prove it by calling in live at one 347 989 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial one 347 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's one 347 989 Now, let's get on with the show.
2: Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You're tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show with your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Act at what I said, or you may scream. In your
1: case, get back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the In Your Face Talk Show right here on the American Variety Network. And you're tuning in to the very first Alice Cardinelli Talks episode on the American Variety Network. And tonight, we're having a lot of fun on this Thursday evening. Now, before our commercial break, we talked about why I got into the saltwater fish-keeping hobby. We talked about sports, and we talked about wrestling. And we're having a great time, and I hope all of you are enjoying today's show. Now, we're going to continue talking about some of the other stuff that I wanted to talk about tonight, including Halloween, and I'm going to give some birthday shout-outs to some of my personal friends who are celebrating a birthday, or have celebrated a birthday this last week, and we'll talk about some other stuff. Now, if you have any questions, please feel free to dial in at one 347 eight one four two or you can actually uh talk about anything you want to talk about. So if you got something that's bothering you or you want to talk about whatever, just go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Remember this is your show too because I'm not just talking to myself. I'm talking to all of you, my audience. So you're welcome to call in if you want as well. Okay, so let's get back to our uh, our show for today. This is actually a really good show. I'm enjoying myself tonight. Okay, so now I want to talk about Halloween because Halloween is right around the corner and while I'm still a young adult, I want to enjoy Halloween as best I can. Now, I'm one of those people that think you're never ever too old for any holiday. I don't care What anyone says, you're not—you're never too old for anything, okay? So I even see people in their forties celebrating Halloween, and I think it's totally fine. But um, I definitely don't condone people my age going trick-or-treating because if you're my age, 22 years old and older, you can easily uh, go and buy your own candy. However, where I live. I don't see anyone older than 18 trick or treating. I think that is uh, very good. I think that the tradition of older kids going to trick or treating is dying down. Over the last two or three years, I've noticed that it's usually kids around 3 to 14 going to trick or treating, and that is pretty cool. So, anyways, I want to talk about what I'm personally going to be doing for Halloween. Now, This year, I'm not going to paint myself as Sting or dress up as any sort of character. At least right now I'm saying that because, as we know, things change on a dime. Because last year for Halloween, I said the exact same thing. And uh, like two weeks before Halloween, I got invited to a Halloween party and I had to dress up. So as of right now, i um, saying I'm not going to be dressing up or anything of that nature. However, I will be celebrating Halloween still. So, for Halloween, I actually get paid this year. My payday falls on Halloween this year. Good thing or bad thing, but I'll say it's probably going to be a good thing. Because, like I said earlier in the show, I'm going to be getting stuff for my saltwater water tank on that particular day. I'm also um, going to be handing out candy to com and get candy, the trick-or-treaters. I'll be handing out candy to the trick-or-treaters. And the best part of Halloween for me this year is I'm actually going to do a Halloween-themed podcast on the night of Halloween at 9 p.m. Eastern. Now, I haven't exactly figured out what my topics are going to be, but it's going to be like this show. It's going to be all ad-lib, and we're going to have fun. I'm probably going to share Halloween scary stories. I will talk about Halloween candy, and I will play Halloween music. We'll probably talk about Halloween movies, and we'll have a fun show. So if you're not doing nothing for Halloween, I recommend you take a listen to my Halloween show, Halloween Night at 9 p.m. Eastern, and play it on your lawn when you are giving out candy to your kids. So, I'm probably also going to be baking up a storm, making desserts and things of that nature because on Halloween, in my family, that's a day that we have a lot of sweets. It's probably the only day that we have that many sweets because I usually try not to have a lot of sugar in uh, the other day because sugar is not that good for you. But on Halloween, I throw that rule out the window. I'll eat a lot of candy and I'll eat a lot of sweets. Now, for Halloween, I personally like to make a vanilla cupcake with an orange cream cheese buttercream. And all I do is add orange uh, orange food coloring to my cream cheese buttercream, and then you have a beautiful Halloween cupcake. And we don't hand those out. We keep those in the house for us, and we hand out candy to the trick-or-treaters. However, uh, sometimes if we have an extra amount, of cupcakes or whatever we make, I actually do give those out to some of the trick-or-treaters. Now, one of the things I'm famous for making on Halloween, I haven't made them last year, but I made them the year before in 2013, is a Halloween whoopie pie, which basically is a chocolate sandwich cookie filled with that orange cream cheese buttercream. So this year. I'm probably going to bake up a storm again for Halloween. I'm probably going to have a lot of candy and I'm going to celebrate the holiday during a special podcast. Now, someone in my chat room says you should dress up for your podcast and you should film it for your YouTube channel. That is actually a rather brilliant idea. But the question is, who the hell would I dress up as? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I'd be able to talk with my Blue Yeti microphone if I was wearing a mask. It'd probably sound all congested and crap. So I don't know if that really is a good idea. However, if I face paint myself, which I should be able to talk. And um, if I face paint myself, I'd probably dress up as Sting or Kane or somebody. We'll see. It's not Halloween yet, and I've still got a while to go. Um, but like I said, we'll have that Halloween show. We're also going to have a Halloween baking show, which we'll talk about later on in the show towards the end of the show. Now, I want to remind all of my listeners out there, don't wait too long to buy candy for your trick-or-treaters if you hand out candy because candy is going to sell out very fast this time of year because Halloween is very popular. Now, when I bought candy a couple of weeks ago... Uh, For Halloween, it was already selling out quick. A lot of people are buying them. And my personal favorite candy is Reese's, Twix, White Chocolate Kit Kat, and Snickers. Those are my favorite candy. And we'll talk about candy on our Halloween show. Okay? So that's enough about Halloween for now because, like I said, we are still two and a half weeks away from Halloween. All right, moving right along. Now, some of my personal friends and family member have celebrated a birthday this week, and I'd like to go ahead and give them a birthday shout-out. So, uh, I want my listeners to join me in wishing each and every one of these people a happy birthday. So, the first one is to my actual brother, and my brother Dominic has turned 18 years old this past Monday. Wow, that is uh, incredible. Now, it makes me feel old because I was really young when he was born. He was born in 1997, so that's 18 years ago. Wow, time has flown by, huh? So, happy birthday, Dominic. He's going to be having his party on Saturday, and I'm going to be attending that. And we're also going to be going to... Some uh, sort of zombie uh, paintball gun scene Saturday night, and I'll be going to that too. So I'd like to uh, wish my brother Dominic a happy 18th birthday. Uh, he loves the Halloween season. He loves The Walking Dead. He loves all that kind of stuff. So this is his time of year, and this is the perfect time to have a birthday. It's fall out. You got nice weather. You're not gonna have uh the dog days of summer where it's a hundred degrees out. You've got some cool weather, like sixty degrees, you got beautiful scenery outside. I wish I had a birthday in the fall. Okay. I also like to wish a happy birthday to a good friend of mine. She's been on my show several times. She is an expert in a corridor catfish and she is a corridor breeder. You all know her as Lynn Nathne, but I know her as the Corridorist Psycho. That's what like to call her the Corridorist Psycho. Just kidding, They call her the Corridorist Lady. But Nathne L- is perhaps one of the nicest ladies I've ever met on Facebook and have ever had, I I ever, 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 uh, what, was, what was I going to say there, shoot, I, uh, I got all tongue-tied there. So let's restart. Lynn Matheny is a beautiful woman. She has a very good personality, and I enjoy working with her. She's a great guest, and it's always a pleasure of mine to interview her right here on the American Variety Network. So I hope you had an awesome birthday, Lynn. Uh, I can't even think of what to say to you for your birthday, because you're a great woman, and it be, I feel like I'd be missing uh, saying something to you, but... Uh, I I appreciate your hard work you do for our show. And uh, eventually, we'll get you back here on the American Variety Network. So another birthday shout-out that I want to give out is to a personal friend that I've met several times before. And I actually talk to her quite often. And she's a friend of mine on Facebook. And uh, she's actually Italian, just like me. And we chat frequently, and she's very nice looking. And that is my friend Donna Maloney from Facebook. She celebrated a birthday, I think it was last week, um, but I remember writing happy birthday to her. So, Donna, I hope you had a great birthday, and you're enjoying life in the Cape. Okay, the last person that I can remember had a birthday this week is a friend from high school. We chat often on Facebook, and that is Clayton. So, Clayton, I hope you had a wonderful birthday and you enjoyed your birthday. Uh, Your birthday was Tuesday, actually, so I hope that uh, you had a great birthday. And I understand that you're actually the same age as me now. You're actually uh, 22 years old, so congratulations. And last but not least, I want to wish a happy birthday to any one of you out there listening to this show. It has a birthday this month. Happy birthday to all of you. Happy birthday to everybody out there who has a birthday in the month of October. All right. So let's get into politics, shall we? First and foremost, I should warn you, Alice Cardinelli and politics do not mix. Uh Uh-uh. I friggin' hate politics. But since one of my listeners asked me to discuss who I want to be president of the United States for 2016 election Well, listeners matter to me, so I won't answer it Now, originally, uh, I was voting for Donald Trump to become president I know, I know, don't hate me just yet, uh, let me explain Uh, Originally, I was voting for Donald Trump to become president. And like I said, I'm not a politically correct person. I don't know my political crap. I don't know nothing about politics. I've never, ever followed it. Uh, I did vote once, and I voted for Barack Obama in 2012, I think it was. And uh, that was the first time I was ever able to vote and I'm going to vote again because I'm a United States citizen and I firmly believe if you're living in this in this country if you're living in this country you got to vote because uh why would you live here and not vote it makes no sense at all to me so my personal stance on United States citizens voting you have to vote if you live here you have to make uh you have to make a dent in our government system if you live here getting our circulation of money, then you have to vote. That's just my opinion. And like I said, Alice Cardinelli and politics don't match. I know I'm probably gonna piss off a lot of you, but really you guys all call me an asshole anyway, so I really don't care. But um like I said, I'm not a politic person. Anyways, I was voting for uh Donald Trump until I emailed uh, my high school social studies teacher, or as the, the class was called in high school, United States government slash history, and I said, uh, what are your thoughts on Donald Trump as president? And the email I got back was kind of shocking. Uh, he, he basically called Donald Trump a uh, blonde asshole who would ruin the united states and he gave me his strong world opinions and he told me that i should not vote for donald trump so i took his words because like i said i'm not a politic man and i actually researched all the president uh uh the presidential um, campaigns that are out there or people who are running for president like i said I'm not a pro-politic man, so I don't even know what to call these people. But uh, the people running for presidents, I researched all of them. And I decided that in 2016, I'm going to vote for um, Hillary Clinton. Now, hear me out on this. I think Hillary Clinton will make a good president. Um, I think that Bill Clinton was an awesome president. And I think that Hillary can learn... From Bill about how to become a good president, and they actually would like to see the first female president in office. We've already had the first black president, so now we need to have the first female president. So that's all I'm going to talk about that stuff because I'm already sounding like a complete imbecile talking about <laughs> the politics. And uh, like I said, don't take offense to any of that stuff. I'm not a politic man. And uh, when I first when I first saw that question, I was like, oh, boy, do I really have to answer this? And then I got, can you please answer this on the air? And then I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so I had to answer it for you. All right. So I'm scrolling down my Facebook feed now. And I see that, like, two or three of my friends have posted a uh, picture asking, um, If you won $1 million, what would you buy? And I figured, well, that would be a good question to answer on the air. So if I won $1 million, man, there would be a lot of stuff that you could buy with $1 million. First, I'd make sure that I bought a bigger tank for my saltwater tank. I'd probably go with a 90-gallon or maybe 125-gallon aquarium for my saltwater tank. That way I could have a blue hippo tank. I love the blue hippo tanks, and I can have a yellow tank and a powder blue tank and uh, some of the other saltwater fish that I like. And then I'd buy some better podcasting equipment, maybe a brand-new um, upgraded version of a Yeti mic. I know they have a lot of blue Yetis out there. So I have the traditional one that is great for podcasting, but I take a step up and buy the one that is good for studios and stuff like that. Uh, then I'd probably, um, probably buy some new kitchen equipment, maybe a new KitchenAid mixer and uh, things that you could use for cooking because I am a, uh, someone that likes to get in the kitchen and get hands-on and cook and bake. Like I said, I'm a former chef. So, i got to have some new cooking equipment. And then, probably, I'd go out and shop and go out to eat and stuff like that and give money to my uh, parents and my brothers. When I get money, I like to share it. I tell of a nice person that I am. Now, I also would actually help some of the homeless, too. If I got a million dollars, I'd buy them a meal and stuff because I do feel bad for the true homeless people. And notice I said the true homeless people because now there are actually drug addicts who pretend to be homeless just to get a dime from one of the United States citizens. You can tell they're homeless because if you were homeless, you would not have a a gold watch on your arm. I'm pretty sure you would not be homeless if you had one of those expensive gold watches on your arm. And you wouldn't be wearing uh, dress pants and dress shoes if you were homeless. Can you believe that? The other day, uh, I went past my local Walmart and there was somebody out there with dress pants and dress shoes saying he was almost like, are you out of your mind but that's as far as I'll go with that but really you can't plan to win a million dollars you really cannot uh it just it, sometimes someone gets lucky it just happens but you really can't plan for what you're going to do if you win a million dollars. I mean, I really don't know what to say, what I would do with a million dollars. I know one thing, if I won any amount of money over a $1,000, like I said, I'd get a bigger saltwater aquarium. I mean, that's probably the only thing that I can plan with a million dollars. Okay? Now, the next thing I want to talk about are my pet peeves that I have. Now, someone asked me uh, a couple of days ago, um, what are my pet peeves? And I was like, why are you asking me that? And then they said, well, they just wanted to know they were being curious. And I told them. And then I said, when I figured out I was doing a show today, after the guest canceled, I was like, okay, we'll talk about my pet peeves on the air. One of my biggest pet peeves, in other words, one of the things that I hate the most, is when you do a favor for somebody... And they don't acknowledge your favor. They don't tell you thank you. Or they don't appreciate your favor. Now, I've had this happen to me uh, over the last few months and the last year for some certain people. I did stuff for them. And I did not even get a thank you for it. Now, for example, uh, there was this person, a female, uh, I did a favor for her. I helped her advertise one of her products on my Facebook, my Twitter, and my Google Plus page, and all I asked her was to advertise my podcast in exchange, and you know what she told me? She said, no, I'm not going to advertise your podcast on my page, because I don't want you getting listeners for my expense, and you know what I said? I said, wow, you are a complete bitch. Because I advertised your business on my Facebook page and my Google Plus page and my Twitter page. So potentially, I could have gave you business. And in exchange, you would not allow me, or excuse me, your stupid ass would not advertise my podcast in your page. So... Really, I don't understand why she felt that way. And um, I'm not talking about the nice lady, Jackie Wilkes, who I have a commercial for. I'm talking about another female. Um, this is a female that I actually was considering making a commercial for. But thank God I have not done that. I'm not stupid anymore. So she will uh, never, ever have a commercial here on this show. And I had to bring it up today because I was actually thinking about that a lot. Lately, I mean, why do I do stuff for people, and in return, they don't do nothing in return for me, but give me bullshit and uh, bullcrap? I mean, another person that really pissed me off, I've done a lot for this person, and in return, I get nothing but uh, bullshit. So, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. The next pet peeve I have is a really small one. You're probably going to laugh. But I hate when people are eating uh, smelly chips in the same room that I am standing, and I can't, I can't stand that crunch or the smell of potato chips. I just don't like it for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I'm just a, a weird person like that. Now, obviously, this is going to sound pretty obvious to you, but the next thing that I hate the most is when I am doing a podcast, and I get interrupted for, for whatever reason. Maybe someone's calling me on my home phone or someone's interrupting me. I hate that because I lose the track. I lose what I'm talking about. I lose my train of thought. And I get all distracted. I really hate that. Now, my final pet peeve, the final one I have, is when I schedule a guest and I advertise and I advertise and I get ready to go live. And let's say it's about a minute before the show. I don't hear a word from the guest and when I go live I'm expecting the guest to call in. The one thing I hate is when a guest shows and when a guest doesn't he's So it really pisses me the hell off because number one, it makes me look bad, because number two, I advocate on the show and you make me look like a liar when you don't show up. And number three If I had known you weren't going to come on the show, I could have scheduled the show or deleted it and done a show like today. You see, all this week, I've had people cancel at the very last minute. I mean, one time, a guy canceled at like 8.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I was already called into the studio, and I was ready to go. And by that time, he told me he wasn't going to make it. It was too late to schedule a show. And you can imagine the profanities that I was using because I was really pissed off. I mean, um, I I had actually somebody from the culinary arts field that was going to listen to that show. And uh, they were actually going to do a favor for that guest. And uh, I was uh, really disappointed in that. But anyways, those are my pet peeves. I thought I would share them uh, with all of you. Um, Now, I know that pet peeves are... Crazy. I don't know why people want to talk about them, but someone asked me to share my pet peeves with them. And I said, well, if I share with you, I'll share them with everyone uh, because that's how I am. I'm, a, I'm an open book. If I, tell you, if I tell one person, eventually I'll get to all sorts of people, whether I tell them or if somebody's put them around. You know, that's one thing that I hate again. This is another pet peeve of mine is gossip. I can't stand it. It's like an old lady thing. Now, I know a few people... Who are known for gossip. They talk about some of the stuff that I don't even know that I do. Uh, (laughs) They talk about stuff that I don't do. And uh, (laughs) they make it seem like it's true. So that is one thing that I definitely can't stand. I hate it so much in this world. Is gossip. Okay. So I just wanted to uh, talk about that. All right, the last thing we'll talk about for tonight's show is why October, November, and December are my favorite times of the year. Well, first and foremost, it's the holiday season. I love the holiday season. why well, I spent time with ten or eleven years ago I loved Halloween. I still do like Halloween simply because of the candy, uh but I can live without it. But my two favorite holidays of the year are Thanksgiving and Christmas. I love turkey meals and Christmas. I love giving gifts and receiving gifts. That's why I like this time of year. I like holidays, I like the family time, and I like the baked goods that come with the holidays, like pumpkin pies, pumpkin pie, apple pie, and for Christmas, cookies. All very good. Okay? I uh, definitely uh, have a hand in baking cookies for the Christmas season. I also do enjoy New Year's um, because I'm able to actually drink now. And uh, enjoy the end of the year Okay Alright so I think that brings us To the end of today's show Um, I had fun tonight I know that I might have gotten carried away A little bit But that is because um, Today is an uncensored show And I don't have a Set agenda Or uh, something telling me What I'm going to talk about So I just talk about whatever comes on my mind You know what I actually enjoy these kind of shows. I think they're actually very, very fun. So we're we're going to do a show like this again. I think I'm going to make this some sort of a series. I think maybe like once or twice a month, we will do an Alice Cardinelli talk show. Just like this, because I thought this was a fun show, and I'm sure you did as well. Okay? And uh, I want to make sure that when I do shows like this, I make sure that they are fun. Okay, so we're going to wrap this show with some podcast news for the American Variety Network because I know it's getting really late now. We are approaching midnight, and I'm getting really tired, so I'll do some show news, and then we'll end today's show. So, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this Saturday um, I have a second saltwater show with other host, and the name of this host is Seth. I cannot pronounce his last name just yet, so I'm going to have to talk with him on Facebook tomorrow and figure out how the heck I'm going to pronounce his last name. But he's a great man, a great mentor of mine for the saltwater hobby. I talked to him one day, and that was yesterday, and I've learned a lot about the saltwater hobby already. So I'm pretty sure he's going to have a great hand at teaching all my listeners about saltwater like I said he's owned several fish stores and he's been in the hobby for at least 10 years and he's helped out a lot of people on a famous and popular saltwater fish farm so I have no doubt he's going to help all my listeners so it's going to be called saltwater lecture on aquarium talk and that's going to debut uh, Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern now The Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is officially back on the American Variety Network. I had to reschedule it from last Sunday because I was sick to this Sunday. So this Sunday, October 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern, the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show is officially back. Now, the Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show was my original successful podcast, and I'm so glad to have it back on Blog Talk Radio and it's back on Block Talk radio this Sunday at nine p m Eastern right here on American Variety network Now, after this week, the American Variety Network is in to cut back to about three to five shows a week. I'm not gonna do a show every single day because it is too much work for myself, and let's face it uh if I did a show seven days a week, I don't think I'd have that many listeners. Because a lot of you out there are working at jobs and stuff, and you can't tune into every single show. So I'm going to cut back to three to five shows a week, and I'll figure out the schedule, and I'll let you know on Saturday or Sunday's show. Okay? Alright. Now, the last news I have for you is regarding some holiday shows. And uh, for Halloween, we're going to do a Halloween baking show, Primetime Baking, and that's going to be on Halloween desserts. It's going to be on Wednesday, October 28th, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you're hosting a Halloween party on Thursday or Friday or Saturday, make sure you tune in Wednesday, October 28th to get some Halloween dessert recipes. And we're also going to do a Halloween show on October 31st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Now, in November, on November 8th, I've got a special guest. I've got... Ryan Serini, a rapper who you've heard several times before here on American Variety Network over the last month. He's going to be live as my first guest in a while on the American Variety Network on November eighth, two 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the American Variety Network. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. I had a blast, and I hope you guys... Uh, really, really enjoy all my shows. Now, don't forget that I am on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's show, please like my fan page on Facebook, American Variety Network. Please join my fan group on Facebook, American Variety Network fan group. Please follow me on Twitter, at American Network one If you ever have any questions, comments, or complaints, I so, I really appreciate your feedback. Please email me, at American Variety Network at Comcast dot net. All right, folks. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your night. Alice Cardinelli, and this is another episode of the In Your Face Talk Show here on the American Variety Network. Thank you guys for tuning in to tonight's episode of the In Your Face Talk Show. Alice Cardinelli and the American Variety Network. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode. Have a great rest of your City night. And have a great Friday. And we'll see you this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern for the first episode of Saltwater Electric with Steph and Alice Cardinelli. Good night, everyone.